And welcome to episode 63 of the Stu and Alphard with him, Stu. And me, Stu. Oh, no, wait. Me, Stu, new Al. Yeah. So did you like that? Did you like the fact that it was Darth Vader theme? But who was I doing it as? The club singer. No, I was doing it as Andy Bernard. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Stu, it's a bit different this episode because you are recording where? In Leicester. But you're in your... Flat. New flat. Stu's in his own little flat. Yeah, I can see, I can see the... little black behind. Yeah, I could see Kettle and... Hey, I've got a um, a black Kettle and toaster, so we're matching. That's cool. Mine's from the Asda home... No, mine's from Argos. Oh, I think mine was from Asda. The microwaves is matching trio. So. Oh, I've not got a microwave. But, yeah. More, I want that bombshell. Stu, how are you diddling? <laughs> yeah, well, I might, yeah. Yeah, so bloody bad. What you got to tell me? Oh, well, since last show, a lot has been going on. Yeah. Back in flat out. But um, I've also been, I took up uh, mountain climbing. These oh, good for you, good for you. Something to do, isn't it? You know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, I took it up. Joined the club, and we uh, we did our first climb together as the group in yeah. Switzerland these past two weeks. Had a lot yeah. of fun. A lot of fun. Bought some chocolate back, actually. Huh? Oh, thank you. They're known for their chocolates, aren't they? Yeah, they are. What is it? Dairy milk? No, it's a Toblerone. Oh, lovely. I love Toblerone. Good. Toblerone. Next time I see you, I'll bring it round. Oh, thank you. Share it with that and a bit of sherry. Mmm. Oh, I'd love a bit of sherry. Yeah. But yeah, we did our first climb in uh, Switzerland. Uh, who was there? There was, there was uh, Mikey from Thailand. Yeah. Or as he's now known, the Thai of the Eiger. Oh, lovely, yeah. Abush. <laughs> Abush, yeah. Is that Tommy Skinner at? Abush. Stu's wearing a flat cap. Wear it every episode. All right. Um, there's the Star Wars fan. Funnily enough, you just yeah. Star Wars fan is uh, always uh, stinging when he gets to the summit. He's always shouting his name as well. Uh, Yodelay Hewu. <laughs> uh, Mary with a horse Everest. Yeah, every yeah. time she gets bored, I see her Mount Everest and go for a ride. Nice. Uh, Dwayne, who only ever has drinks on the rocks. It's a double Good. Fun ride. And the guide. I'll tell you what, the guide was really helpful. She was explaining for our first mountain, the, uh, the the ascent will take between two to four hours, depending on your skill level. But the dis- the descent, or the descent, yeah. if you want to call it that, um, that also depends on skill level, and that can take between two hours or 30 seconds. <laughs> Bush! <laughs> Bush! Well, Stu, um friend of mine who works in the movies um oh yeah yeah he said he um he sent me a long well, forgotten like hollywood and all that out yeah like, o- like hollywood and that you name it lights on screen and all yeah that. like bloody like Humphrey Bogart. 
So he was, he found a, a cassette of some behind the scenes uh, leaked footage um, on the set of Braveheart. I hope you've got the cassette. Right, I've got the bloody cassette. So here it is. Obviously, I can't give his name for legal reasons. I don't want him I to. Is that right, really? Uh, I don't think Mel Gibson's Scottish accent is very good. I mean, what shit here comes. Watch your cobbers. Heard you say my Scottish accent isn't very good. Well, check this out. Okay, the new year, fannies. Let's have some Ernbra and Haggis. Also, <laughs> also, don't forget who pays your fucking wages. Oh, you're right there, Mel. It's perfect. So, Stu, that was interesting, wasn't it? That they weren't happy with his accent, but, you know, he pays the wages. So, Yeah, because he was directing them all. And he's happy yeah, he was directing them all, so he could have sent them off. Wait, now, wouldn't the studio be paying everyone? Uh, no, Mel Gibson personally paid everyone at the end of the week, each week. He handed out little brown envelopes with money in it. I don't think that's how it works. Uh, I'm sure that tape's legit, though. I'm sure it is. I'll destroy the tape. Yeah, thank you. Here's top three. Top three. In each episode. Am I doing this bit? I'll, I'll do this bit. Why not? You always do this bit. Oh, do I? Okay. Yeah. In each episode, me and Alos set a subject at the end of the uh, last episode, and we tell you our top three things about it. Yep, we bloody do. If I was to ask you what your top three bottles were. Bottles? Uh, the seventh bottle in the song Ten Green Bottles, like that one. Yeah, that's a good <clears throat> uh, Bottle of Scorch! And uh, an ice bottle of Peroni. Oh, very good. I'd choose uh, Christina Aguilera's Genie in a Bottle. Yeah. Um, a bottle of Madri, which is what I'm actually drinking right now. Send us free booze. So don't you think Madri's just come out of nowhere? Like, it's just about a year ago, no one had heard of it. And now all of a sudden it's everywhere. I know, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Is it actually me? On the cover. Oh, yeah. It does look a bit like oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> My third air bottle out would be Tottenham Hotspur, the biggest bottle jobs of the Premier League. <laughs> we're a little bit, we're a little bit, we're a little Come on bit. Come on, Come on, Come on you Tottenham lot. Let's have a bit. Got yeah. a little bit, shall we? So on, a, on this episode, Stu, I ask for your top three films, standalone films, that need a sequel or you'd like to see a sequel of. So you couldn't choose films that are in a franchise. Uh, so you couldn't choose, say, another Lord of the Rings because there's already bloody loads of them and it's getting boring now. Looks Not like it's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Precious. Still the best line. So, Stu, how did you find this? Pretty simple, really. I found three films that definitely need a sequel. Give two honourable mentions at the end because um, they need a sequel as well. So what I've done is I've named the film. Yep. Need a sequel. A brief plot of where the sequel could go. Yep. Uh, a special cameo appearance from someone in that film as well. And would the original cast still be in the film? Oh, uh, yeah. I find it quite difficult because there was a lot of films that I was thinking, 
I really like that film, but does it need another one? Or and I haven't put them in any particular order. It's not like my well, most good films don't need a sequel. No, that's what I thought. But so I've, I think I've ended up picking three films that I would like to see where it went next. So why don't you start, Stu, and give us your number three? Okay, out number three, I've got Matilda. Oh, yeah. Based on the Royal Doll book. So, if I was to make a sequel for Matilda, I'd play it out like this. So you got Mara Wil- Oh, we might play in a minute. So Matilda, she's uh, she, she's um, you know, she's got a bit older, but she's mixed with the wrong crowd at school now, and it's you know, it's really messing her up and stuff. And um, yeah. she decides to use her powers in a bad way instead of good, like she was before. So it all falls down on Trunchbull to rally uh, Bruce, Bogtrotter and co to try and bring Matilda back from her slippery slope. But will they all make it out alive? Well, we'll have to wait and find out. We'll have to wait and find out. Special cameo appearance from Danny DeVito, who was the dad in the original, but this time he appears as the penguin from Batman Returns. <laughs> and he does bite someone's nose off. Like oh, good. I think he needs to. Okay, well, my number three... Back as Matilda as well. All right, fair enough. Uh, My number three, Stu, I'm going to go for No Country for Old Men. Um, Now, this is a a difficult one, but my reason for this... um, So, obviously, this film starred Tommy Lee Jones, Josh Brolin, and Javier Bardem. My idea for the sequel is I would like to see what happens to Anton Sugar, see what he's doing. Because, obviously, at at the end of the film, you know... um, Josh Brolin's character has died. Tommy Lee Jones is, well, you, I think he retired. Does he retire at the end? I think he retires, yeah. doesn't he? A lot of the characters are killed off, but I would like to see what happens to Anton Chigurh at the end. You he know, has that car crash, didn't he? Kids he has that car crash, but he stumbles away before the police arrive. So I'd really like to know what happens with him. It's a little bit like, um, I suppose, in a way, you know, like Sicario. And it carried on, and there was a Sicario 2, and you saw the characters continue. It's kind of like that sort of thing. I want to know what happens to this character. And I know a lot of the characters have died, and I know it wouldn't really work as a sequel, and there would never would be one. But that's what, you know, I'd like to see a sequel to that. I'd like to imagine it becomes a florist. I'd like to imagine it, that he becomes um, an Oscar-winning actor, Javier Bardem. Could be, yeah. It's a florist, yeah. but you have to flip a coin. And if you get it wrong, you can't come in and buy flowers. And he yeah, shot like, or he, he he flips the coin, and if you get it wrong, you don't get tulips. Ah. Even if it, you know, you know, and he goes, "Oh, sorry, no tulips this week for you." Even if they're Dutch, yep, especially. And it's a tulip sent. It's a tulip centered um, florist. So most bouquets, every bouquet comes with tulips. Tulips are as possibly yeah. a name for the store. Don't get too lippy. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Go on, let's do give you number two. Uh, number two, I've got Beetlejuice, Al. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Oh, there he is. <laughs> right. Um, so, if I was to make this sequel, Al, for Beetlejuice, it would be a bit like this. The afterlife world is running out of space. So Beetlejuice gets a free pass and is sent back to Earth but this time, alive. Oh. So, can the undead Beetlejuice finally adjust to life on Earth in 2023? 
Or would he just get cancelled straight away? Because he's very offensive, isn't he? Yeah. Did you know, Stu, there is actually going to be a Beetlejuice 2? Well, it's not confirmed yet, Al. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Because no. I've got... I've I got... Said he would he would do it, but... Um, oh, it's not being confirmed. Fair enough. There's no, like, screenplay or anything like that, so I can still do it. Uh, will he be bringing back Adam and Barbara? Mm. No. And what will happen now when you say his name three times? He'll go, what? yes. Can I help? What? I've already said what twice. <laughs> I've yeah. always, I've already said I'll bring the wine menu over in a moment. Oh, it could be a waiter at a top London restaurant. Yeah. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. What? Table 19 wants his garlic bread. Oh. Garlic bread? Uh, special cameo appearance by Winona Ryder but as the mum from Stranger Things. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Michael Keaton has to be Beetlejuice, or you can just forget the whole thing. All right. Well, my number two, Stu, I'm going to go with the 2019 film, Us. Give it a chance, though. It's only just been out. Oh, no, but I don't think he's going to do another one. So, Us... Um... Well, didn't he? He did Nope. Yeah, but that wasn't an Us sequel. Um, so this started uh, starred Lupito. Oh, I don't want to say her name wrong. Nyong. Yeah, I don't know how to say her last name, so I just won't try. I know what you mean. And Winston Duke. Um, I loved this film when it came out. Went to the cinema to see it. I absolutely loved it. But what I'd like to see in um, is I'd like to see what happens to the tethered because they're all holding hands together. Um, yeah. With the family as well, and also there's a look that the son gives at the mu- the mum at the end. Where you think, oh, is he a tethered? Is he, he is. The, is he the tethered? So you kind of think, I'd like to see where this is going to oh, go. Girl, the, the girl's tethered, isn't it? No, it's the no, because it's that's at the start. At the end, it's the little boy who they think might be tethered, or it might oh, be the mums. Yeah. No, it's the mum, isn't it? It's the mum. They think the mum might be tethered. It's like the know. or something like that. They're not sure because it sort of works out that it was the mum that was tethered all along, and the little boys cottoned onto it at the end. No, the little girl was tethered all along, wasn't it? Yes, he... but now it's the mum because she grew up to be the mum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what happened to your stupid sequel then? I just know what I want to know what happens. They all, they're happy. <laughs> or it's like, or it's basically like a zombie film where they have to kill the tethered. I like the tethered though. I want them to win. No. I like that little lad and his Chewbacca mask. Just misunderstood, isn't they? Yeah. Go ahead, right, your number one. one. I've got Shaun of the Dead, and the title I'd give it is Shaun of the Dead, Return of Ed. Question mark? Uh, well, exclamation mark. Mm-hmm. So in this one, uh, with Ed living off scraps for the past 15 years as a zombie, Shaun and Liz are on the verge of a cure to bring Ed back to the land of the living, and it was all found by accident. <laughs> yeah. But there's a catch. Sean has to make the ultimate sacrifice to make this happen. So, will Sean do what it takes to be reunited with his best bud? All will be revealed if you just make this fucking sequel. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah, all right. Special cameo appearance from Simon Pegg's Nick Frost as the coppers from Hot Fuzz. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, Stu, my number one, I'm going to go with The Truman Show. No, oh, yeah. Well, did you have to be like, oh, did you yeah, want to go so. back in the Truman Show? 
Jim Carrey and Laura Linney. Hey, Laura, how you doing, Laura Linney? Um, I'd like to see um, basically what what happens to him afterwards. But what I'd like to do is that he goes out into the real world, hates it, and then has to beg his way. He has to sneak his way back in, and they've replaced him with a clone. But the clone is Ace Ventura. Or the mask. And the mask. But, well, he breaks into to the studio, and they find that they've got clones of all the characters that Jim Carrey has ever played. <laughs> and they're just trying them out. And then they're doing it like a big brother where they'll vote them off until they get the one they want. So he's got to, he's got to go back in and try and win his part back. Good like that, that, isn't it? Like Special appearance from Laura Linney again, but as the evil mum from Ozark. Yeah. Um, so there we go, Stu. That's uh, that's my three. Uh, have you got some honourable mentions? Just two out. I've got uh, the Goonies, where Sloth moves in with Chunk, and they become private detectives when he's older. Yeah, that could work. And Fargo, Marge tutors a new cop at the precinct, but it turns out that the rookie is the estranged daughter of Jerry Lundegaard. Mm. And boy, does she want some revenge. Oh! <laughs> uh, still, I've got one, bro- um, one honourable mention. And the reason I haven't picked in my top three is because I believe there is a sequel that might be happening. It's Brightburn. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. Brightburn, love that, like the anti-Superman. I would love to see a sequel to that. I think it'd yeah, be... Version of the horrible kid. Yeah. So, But I've heard there are rumours that there is a sequel in the works, so that's why I didn't pick it. But that, for me, would definitely be my top three because I loved that film when I first saw it. I watched it again a few months ago. I was like, I really want to see what happens next because you get that bit at the end when there's like news reports of, Sort of like him blowing up things. And I think, oh, this would be interesting to sort of see where this goes. Then we have like um, Elizabeth Banks back, but as the Hunger Games Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. And also Nicolas Cage's Superman. Ooh. <laughs> so, Stu, be- what are the social media said? <laughs> I know. So, we've got uh, Richie, who wants to say sequel for Prometheus. Uh, but it was with Alien Covenant. Yeah, so that doesn't count. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And Schindler's List. Okay. I don't think there'd be much that would happen in that film. What, Schindler's List? Well, didn't he got like? Didn't he have a lot of unsuccessful businesses afterwards and went bankrupt? So it'd be a yeah, bit... Yeah, if you had him back as taken, Liam Neeson, it might be, you know... Oh, yeah. Like he's like a Nazi hunter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd like, be good. Um, Inglorious Bastard. He puts, mm. like, puts a little squad together of those affected, and then um, they go Nazi hunting. That'd be good. Uh, Judge, he's gone for Inception, The Departed, and Leon. Most people die Natalie at the end Portman. of Departed, though. Don't Natalie they? Portman growing up, growing up, and then beating the shit out of everyone. Yeah. She borrows the line of uh, "I'll sit right down on your face and take a shit." Just from Natalie's rap. From the Lonely Island, there. But the Departed, most of the characters are dead at the end. No. All right, fair enough. The Departed, Afterlife. Yeah, there we go. Or they weren't all dead. They're all like in comas in the same ward of a hospital. Or that. Well, no, because one fell off a building, so he's fucked. No, but he's they 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 managed to keep him alive. 
It's that. set, Stu. It's set like Demolition Man in the future, and they've brought them all back to life. Ah, yes. There you go. Leon would be good, though. Natalie Portman taking on the uh, role of Leon. Yeah. All grown up. Venge, vengeance is mine. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, Laura's gone for True Romance. Yep. District 9. Yep. Eastern Promises. True Romance would to be good. What happened to the master? Yeah, I think the District 9 would be a good one. Yes. Yes. District 10, so they could like incorporate Hunger Games into it as well. Yeah. But they're all robots and then sent to do battle. Or oh, District Wine, and they all work in a, in a, um, a winery. District Pine, they could have it in a forest. Yeah, and it stars Chris Pine. Ah. Frank's theme, but like Andy. That's what I just did at the end. Frank, Frank's got three films that need a sequel, but he's given them all a tagline as well. Good, like it. Outside the box, Gordon Frank. Fever pitch. The curse is broken. Oh. There's something about Mary. The zipper's revenge. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and bridesmaids. The baby shower. Nah, I did nearly put bridesmaids in. If they do a sequel to the bridesmaids, they need to uh, a similar scene. Make them all Ghostbusters. <laughs> Wedding dress, <laughs> yeah, they're all as Ghostbusters, as well. yeah. <laughs> uh, Wolfie, yeah, he's put, and in his words, Titanic's the Bible, Manu. <laughs> Whoever you are, Wolfie, stop writing in. Titanic's, <laughs> though, he's the equivalent of Dorigay, isn't he? <laughs> maybe it is Dorigay, yeah, maybe. Carry on there, Wolfie. We might have to block you on Twitter if you do carry. <laughs> Brando Tran. Uh, he's gone for Beetlejuice, The Goonies, and Turbo Kid. Never seen uh, Turbo Kid. Ah, uh, I think he sent the link on Twitter for us. It's really yeah, good. he did. I, like I think that it was one. done by um, that crowdfunding thing as well before. I'd rather see the film Turbo, which is about the racing snails. No, quite good actually. I enjoyed it. What about Turbo Shandy Kid? Yeah. Um, his first time drinking a turbo shandy. Yeah. Then waking up on a wall outside a chip shop. Yeah. And lastly, we've not had any suggestions from Keza G this week, huh? Shocking. Isn't it? Um, it's regular Gav. Regular Gav. He talks a load of old shite. He really does. Um, he's gone for District 9, Master and Commander. And there will be blood. Yeah. There will be good. Blood will be a good one. There will be good. Because he, then he could become, Stu, he could become a um, a preacher. So there will be good. And he becomes uh, a preacher. Ah, yes. Daniel Plainview changes his mind and he, he takes the... Uh, yeah. Well, or, he, or, Stu, he opens up a milkshake shop. Or that. And then he just goes around drinking everyone's milkshake. Yeah, like, but everyone's got I really long straws. Everyone's got really long straws, so they have to drink 
a milkshake at the next table. <laughs> yeah, you order for the person across from city. <laughs> yeah. Have you got a peanut allergy? Yes. Right. Um, strawberry then, please. You'll have strawberry. <laughs> Chuck a peanut in there for a laugh. <laughs> um, what about there will be mud? Where there Daniel Plainview becomes an experienced mud wrestler. Yeah. Or there will be pud where he works in a bakery making puddings. Or <laughs> <laughs> there will be hood where he makes coats for those that are a bit worried of the rain. Yeah, nice. Don't worry. There will be hood. <laughs> uh, that's everything. Excellent. So, Stu, it's your choice for the next episode. What are you going with, mate? And our next show, I want all of y'all's top three cartoon dogs. <laughs> it can be from films, TV shows, comic books, if you like, video games, anything where the dog is animated and not real is included. Oh, I love it. Well done, Stu. So on the next episode, please send in your top three cartoon dogs. You can get in contact with us, stuandalpod at gmail.com or at Stu and our pod on Instagram and Twitter. Woof. That, that was top three. And now it's time for, na- for no, for Naughty's oh, no. Corner. Naughty. For, the, for the Naughty Corner. Uh, no, 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 Naughty's. Yeah, Al, come up with a new theme tune to this. <laughs> <laughs> We can discuss our favourite songs and films in the Naughty Corner. Ooh. On each episode. Well, we were going through the 90s for 90s Corner, but we finished the 90s, so now we are in the Noughties. So we're now in the Naughty Corner. Um, Now, what Ah! we're going to do, it's very similar. Well, it's pretty much the same as 90s Corner. We're going through your favourite Film and single from the noughties. We're not doing pop culture moment because it was the worst one. That's crap, wasn't it? What are we doing now? Films and songs. Films and songs. And Stu, what we'll do is when we get to 2009, when we've done 2009, because that's the end of the noughties technically, we'll then do 80s corner because I know you want to do that. So we'll only go up to Brendo. I like that as well. Brendo Tron will like that. Yeah. So, Stu, on this episode, I asked. For your favourite film from the year 2000, even though that song is 3000. What they do you got? From the last 90s corner. Yeah. What? The what? The poll results from the last 90s Oh, sorry. Corner. Yeah, give us the poll results from the final 90s corner. I'm trying to get rid of that shite. Um, well, we only had 10 votes, Al, but it's because I only set it for a day. Yes. <laughs> Change the uh, time limit on it. Al. Uh, ten votes in last place was my one debut with SpongeBob that got no votes. Oh, not even I voted because even I forgot. Oh, shame. Uh, third place was Man United UCL victory. I wonder who voted for that. <laughs> hey, I wonder. Wolfie. Yeah. Wolfie. Sure. Second place was the debut of Sopranos, forty percent, but the fifty percent winner was the Y two K bug. Yes, I win nineties corner. Well, it wasn't really a competition, was it? No. So, go on then, Stu. Tell us your favourite film from the year 2000. X-Men. So, Wolverine, having gone rogue, finds rogue, and the two end up at Charles Xavier's house. But it's not for tea and crumpets. Oh, no, 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 no. Charles wants to keep them there to join his mutant gang. But arch-nemesis 
Ganda, uh, Magneto. Yeah. He has other ideas to try and take over the world. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's not all fun and, fun and games here from the gang. No, no, no. If you watch it, it's brilliant. Best fight, Wolverine versus Sabretooth. Best line, what do they call you, wheels? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, Stu, good film. My film, Stu, is actually one of my favourite films of all time. It's High Fidelity. Oh, that's a great film. Yeah, I, I love High Fidelity, starring John Cusack, Jack Black, and a woman in it who has got a very interesting name that I could not work out how you pronounced it. It's Eben H-J-E-J-L-E. She's the main, she's the main female lead in it. No idea how you pronounce that. Um, it's taken from the Nick Hornby novel, uh, but it was moved from London to Chicago, with which, too, the author had, uh, he had no issue with. He said that... The, oh. That he'd written the um, the story that it could be based anywhere. I personally, even, even in uh, a even, even in space, yes. Um, I love the book, Stu. Absolutely love the book. I did watch the film before the, I read the book, um, and when I read the book, yeah, it's set in London, brilliant. But I prefer it set in Chicago. I just think it works really well. I think the dynamic of the three working at the record shop are brilliant. John Cusack is phenomenal in it. It is one of my favourite films. So if you've not seen it, it is about a record store owner, played by John Cusack, who recounts top five lists throughout the film, including his top five breakups. And then he tries to find out why his girlfriend has broke up with him. Which, Stu, spoiler alert if you've not seen it. Stu, you've seen it, but if you've not seen it and you listen to this, he does get back with her at the end. And I think... Hold on a second. She left you for somebody else, and then she's just got back with you. Like, she might do it again. But I quite like that. So it's kind of like a, you know, it, it might not be a happy ending in the end. I thought he was going to go off with that um, woman who does the interview with him at the end. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, this is, of all, all things happening, and this happens. I'm like, oh, don't do it, mate. And he's don't got... I don't know who the actress is that plays it, but she plays um, Ooh, Baby, I Love You Way, Peter Frampton on the acoustic guitar, and it's such an amazing version of the song. Oh, that's um, right in, you get a prize. Yeah, she, like, the, the whole film, so I love the film. Um, yep, so I'm putting that one forward. There we go. Good. So it's mine and your two in the poll, and who's joining us? All uh, right, so we've got a new person now. Um... That's a uh, contribute this week, but we'll leave him till last. Frankie. Frankie's gone for traffic. Traffic. Yep, fair enough. Traffic. Uh, Wolfie's gone for Man U. <laughs> Good old Wolfie. Man U. Wolfie's like Gumbo. <laughs> uh, uh, it's regular Gav. Regular Gav. He talks a load of old shite. He does, doesn't he? He really, really does. And uh, new to the show, Al, Carlo. Oh, well, what did regular Gav say? Oh, yes. Was, uh, Gladiator and yep. honourable mention to Road Trip. Oh, yeah. So, new to the show, Al, Carlo, who's the host of the movie Loot. 
at Thieves DGT. Mm-hmm. He's from Puerto Rico. Nice. Yeah. He's uh, suggested Memento. Great so film. I hope I'm getting this right out. Hola, Carlo. Bienvenido al podcast. Eh, disfrutando, escuchando su programa The Movie Loot. What he said. That's all I have to say about Hurry up then, because we're bloody... Still to come. Still to is, come. That, is that it? Yeah, we did get many. Well, what are we putting forward then? Memento? It's got to be Memento. Memento and, uh... Yeah, yeah, Gladiator. Gladiator. Yeah. It's got to be Gladiator, isn't it? They'll, they'll go in the poll this week. Traffic? No. I'll go with we'll go with those two. Gladiator and that. Not man you then though. No. <laughs> <laughs> um so on the next episode, we would like your favourite single from the year two thousand. Didn't Brendan say one as well? He said memento on Twitter. Yes. He said memento too. Toss Brent. So yeah, you can get in contact. Tell us your favourite song from the year two thousand. Stuanalpod at gmail.com or at Stuanalpod on Instagram and Twitter. Still to come. The dinosaurs are back and in the news. <laughs> it's a follow-up piece from our episode 15 uh, entry as well. So that's something to look forward to. I'm off down the bag of nails to wet whistle and meet someone that often goes in there. It's Quick and the Dead versus The Quiet Place in our quiz called... Dinosaur Park Goes Tits Up. More dinosaurs. Uh, Mike, readers on hand to help out our listeners again with two more tips. But for now, here's Al with an ad. But... This, this year's Love Island has come to an, is starting to come to an end. But, that, but coming soon, it's the over-80s Love Island. A Love Island for all the over-80s. We've got the boys. I'm Cecil. I'm 87. And I'm looking forward to meeting all the dolly birds. We've got the girls. I'm Agnes. I'm 91. And I'm looking forward to all the lengthy ball sacks. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> There's flirting. Margaret, would you like some of my prunes? They keep you regular. <laughs> There's romance. Ethel, would you like some of my prunes? They keep you regular. Not. And there's drama. Beatrice, would you, would you like some of my prunes? They keep you regular. <laughs> <laughs> this April on ITV2. And now it's time for the news. <laughs> In the news. In each episode, Stu tells us some news stories. They're always bloody funny and a little bit wider, Mark. He will... It's something about dinosaurs this week, I assume. Dr. Doris travels with Arnie. With Arnie. Sport. Mm-hmm. And the weather. So, Stu, here are your headlines. Do you want to do the weather this week, Al? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why? I can't think of anything. Yours, it's your feature. Okay. Yep, cheers. I'll hear your headlines then. Let's get on with it. Uh, Bruce Springsteen saves Disco Night at the Bag of Nails this week when a power cut occurred. Everyone ended up dancing in the dark, though. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, really good. Yeah, really good. Speaking of Al Springsteen, 
He uh, set the new world record for the 100 meter dash for the over 60s this week with a winning time of 58 minutes. <laughs> Baby, he was born to run. Oh, lovely. And finally, Mr. Springsteen suggested he will be uh, living in a music store for a month for charity. Maybe it's the House of Thousand Guitars where he'll be staying. Uh, <laughs> but first, Starbucks. You know them that sell the coffee? Oh, yeah, bloody coffee. Yeah. Frothy. Um, Still, frothy coffees. Frothy and, uh, yeah, frothy coffee. <laughs> One frothy coffee, please. <laughs> Make it two. I love the froth. <laughs> Starbucks are debuting a range of olive oil drinks in its 20 Italian stores from Wednesday. So from today, Al. Oh, lovely. Uh, with plans to bring this to the UK later this year. Chief Executive Howard Schultz said the idea uh, struck him in Sicily, where he said adding olive oil to coffee gives it an unexpected velvety, buttery flavour that enhances the coffee. No. I reckon it tastes like shite. <laughs> um, with that, he also plans to bring us Popeye Frappuccinos, Brutus Lattes, and a spinach-infused flat white. Oh, lovely. Microsoft is limiting how many questions people can ask its new Bing chatbot after reports of it becoming... After reports of it behaving uh, unhinged, threatening users, and comparing one journalist to Adolf Hitler. <laughs> wow. Uh, the Bing chatbot was created to share recipes and offer travel advice, but instead it called one journalist ugly and said they were evil and one of the worst people in history, like Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Microsoft has now limited the chatbot to five questions per session in case it gets upset again. Yeah. Uh, mad. I'm upset. So, Al, can I ask you a question? Yes. Did the dinosaur era really exist? Oh. You bet Jurassic did. Oh, lovely. Huh? A while back, we reported on how Jurassic Park could become real. Uh, well, we now have more from the team in Greenland. Here's what Albertosaurus had to say. Uh, sadly, she can't be on the line today, Al, because um, her Wi-Fi's broke, so I'm going to have to read out what she's um, sent in. Okay. Uh, since this story broke, the project has gone huge. Donations flooding in from all over the world. Two kids from Canada have even made a hip-hop tribute act for our company. They call themselves Velocirap, and tickets are now available to see them. Velocirap tours from July <laughs> 2023. Lovely stuff. <laughs> Look how happy you are with a... that. <laughs> and there's a few new species in the park too. We have a new female vegetarian dinosaur. I've never seen anything like her before, so we're yeah. going to have a new picture right now. <laughs> <laughs> Then there's this vicious brute who only eats pizza. Huh? Hang on. Meaty. All oh, right. Uh, uh, only eats meaty pizzas. Uh, we've got the vegan dinosaur, a falafel raptor. <laughs> there's the clever one over there solving math equations. He's called the Pythagosaurus. <laughs> he actually does keep getting extinctions in his projects as well. Oh, gosh. Uh, we had a T-Rex who became a postman. Everyone refers to him as Telegram Sam. Why uh, T-Rex? Yeah. Um, we've got Vorna here. Uh, she's like a diplodocus, but has markings on her face that make her look like something from a carnival. 
that we call a carnivore. Yeah. Nice temperament on it, eh? Very yeah. nice. Uh, anyway, I know you like your facts on your show. I've been reading up on your show. You do that fretting about stuff and all that. Um, so I'll leave you with a few before you go. Before I go, we can actually confirm it was a huge meteor that um, wiped out the dinosaurs. I guess you could say it's. Uh... Hmm. I guess you could say it killed lots of birds with one stone. <laughs> Lovely stuff, Alan Stu. <laughs> Uh, we now know how cavemen used uh, social distancing to survive the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> they kept 56 million years apart. <laughs> Terrific. A bush. <laughs> a bush. A prehistoric bush. Uh, and it was Titanic that overtook Jurassic Park to become the highest grossing film of all time. <laughs> the Titanic. It can't survive an iceberg. But it can be a Spielberg. Oh, very good. Ooh, lovely. Very good. <laughs> I was. A bit of sport, Al. Yes, please. Good. Controversy at the Archaeologist World Cup yesterday as what was thought to be a what was thought to be found a fully intact dinosaur skeleton turned out just to be a fossil arm. <laughs> <laughs> Science with Sandy. <laughs> Science with Sandy. Today we found out at the end of the Jurassic period that the Thesaurus was the first dinosaur to become extinct, obsolete, related, vanished, and wiped out. <laughs> this might be your best... Uh, this, this is your Everest, Stu. <laughs> Since episode 15, it's been the best one. I'll never top Phil Collins, though. Uh, health of Dr. Doris. All right, lads, I had a weird one on the operating table today. Patient asked me if they could administer their own anaesthetic for the operation. I was like, go on, then knock yourself out. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Arnie improves Disney. <laughs> Arnie improves Disney. Mirror, mirror, and the wall. Who's your daddy? And is his name Paul? <laughs> Very good. And the weather aisle is going to be. Fine. Very cold. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Thanks, Stu. Now it's That's time it. for Dinopo Dinosaur Park Goes Tits Up. Yeah. Hi. So, me and Al love films. Each week, we've got a film quiz to uh, try and take on each other. I'm losing badly at the minute, and it turns out we did a bit of maths last week, and I need to win every single one. Yeah, it's 11-2 at the minute. Yeah, not looking good. No. Um, this week, Al set me the uh, Sam Raimi Western, The Quick and the Dead. Yep, and you set me A Quiet Place. Great film. Two great films. First time still I've watched uh, A Quick and the Dead. Oh, brilliant, mate. Really enjoyed it. Thought the ending was a little bit rushed. Yeah. Felt, felt that like really it was just... cheese. Yeah. That was one I thought, ooh, could see another one to that. Um, Stu, uh, have you got a tagline for The Quick and the Dead? I've also got one for The Quick and the Dead, but I uh, so I thought uh, I'd ask you first. I got a tagline for The Quiet Place as well. I fell asleep on The Quiet Place. I was proper tired um, from moving that day. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to watch it again later. Um, my tagline for The Quick and the Dead, it turns out Leo isn't that fast. No. I've got 
Sharon Stone's kiss is the most deadly weapon because oh. when she's kissing uh, Russell Crowe, it looks like she's trying to eat him. <laughs> it generally looks a bit scary. And she kissed Leo and he ended up dead. Yeah, so, so there you go. Uh, Stu, I've got a tagline for um, A Quiet Place. Noisy kid gets dead. My sim was that. Go on then. Don't put batteries in a fucking rocket ship. Yeah. Uh, Stu, do you want your questions first? Yeah, go ahead. So, Stu, five questions on The Quick and the Dead. Question one. What is the man left chained to at the start of the film? Uh, so Sharon Stone's character chains him to something. What does she chain him to? Uh, like a cart, isn't it? An overturned yeah. cart. It's, it's the wheeler cart, cart wheel, yeah. I'll give you that. Uh, question two. Uh, what is the man making when Sharon Stone's character first enters the town? What's he making? He's a... He's like a locksmith, isn't he? He's, he's making a weapon of some sort, I think. He's making a coffin. Oh, he's, he's carving that fucking yeah. coffin, Because he asked her what size she is. He yeah, yeah. Going back to question one, that bloke she changed to that car. Yeah. Is he, the, um, is he the bloke from Saw? Yes, he is. Yeah. Because I, I looked at the end who was in it. There's so many famous people in it. And then mm. I saw that he was in it. Um, Stu, what is the prize money for winning the gunfight? Uh, $112,000. 123000 uh, That's a lot of money with that day, isn't it? Well. Yeah. Well, it apparently it equates to about $3 million now. Um, question four, what does Leo have under his bed? Leonardo DiCaprio's character. What does he have under his bed? A model ship of the Titanic. Oh, it's dynamite. Dynamite! He has, like, those massive barrels of dynamite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And question five, uh, who is the lady's first opponent? Um, oh, the, that slob in it from the pub has got all them kids. She doesn't kill him either. She shoots him in the arm. I can't remember his name. I'll give you that. It was Ke- his name was Kelly, but um, yeah, I'll give you that. So that's two, Stu. You got two. Rootin' tootin' shootin'. <clears throat> Rootin' tootin' shootin'. Well, you're gonna get the first question now. So, what first alerts the monsters in the movie? Uh, it's the um, it's a space shuttle little toy that he's got. Yeah, 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 yeah. That chase across the bridge, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of Emily Blunt's character? Oh, God. I just know as the mother. I don't know what her name is, isn't it? Rose. Evelyn. Oh, yeah. The two kids are playing Monopoly. Uh, what is rolled on the dice while they're playing in that scene? What is rolled on the dice? Yeah, what do they land on? What does the dice land on, the two dice? Oh, what do they roll it on to? Uh, zooms in on the dice as well when they've, when they've done it, or the dice, like a carpet. No, like a blanket. Oh, what do they land on? Oh, is it two separate numbers? Yes. Oh God, three and four, two and six. Oh, I don't know. I couldn't remember that bit. Huh. What is the first spoken line of dialogue? Um, and not like sign language. Not sign. Actual spoken dialogue. I love you. No, it's at the waterfall where he's with his kid. He goes, hey, we're all right. Yeah. That's why I didn't make the film. That's the delivery I made on the audition. Yeah. Go on, next one. Uh, 
What is the name of the store there in at the start? Oh fuck! I fuck! I need to remember that. I can't remember. Still, I ain't gonna get it. It's Larkin's prescription. Larkin's. Larkin. Uh, so, Ali, you've got one. So, shouldn't have gave you that other one, bloody hell. So it's now eleven three. Come on, the comeback's on. Uh, Stu, do you want your tiebreaker? Yeah, why not? Uh, what time is on the clock when Sharon Stone first enters town? 12 o'clock. Hold on. 12. No, 6 o'clock. Is it? Yeah. Because it's shown for ages as well. All right. Your tiebreaker was, what does the headline say on the newspaper blowing outside the drugstore? Uh, it's noise or... Well, I would have gave you that. It's sound. Oh, yeah. Well, Stu, we're moving on to R, so I'm going to give you this film, Rise of the Foot Soldier 3. One prostitute, two prostitutes. I haven't even seen the first ones. You won't need to, believe me. <laughs> I knew it was coming. And that is on Netflix. Uh, okay, I look forward to that. You're also on Netflix, now you got R.I.P.D. What the hell's that? There's Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges. Okay, fair enough. So if you'd like to play along at home, uh, both of our films are on Netflix. You can either watch Rise of the Foot Soldier 3 and R.I.P.D. So that was Dinosaur Park Goes Tits Up. And now it's time for Tales Down a Peg. Oh, no. In each episode, to do all right, take a trip down to London to the greatest pub in the world, the Bag O'Nails. And we meet a patron down there. Have a bit of a conversation with them. So, Stu, it was your week this week. Who did you meet? I met someone called Rusty Nail Owl. Mm. You got the cassette? Rusty, Rusty's a pianist in the um, London Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh, good. Part-time local of the Bag of Nails. Enjoys a stick of celery and the solar system. Well, Stu, I imagine this is going to be a very intellectual chat. So, here we go. And click. What? Oh, God. No, I kid, of course. It's me, Rusty. Don't ask me about the name. It wasn't my choice after all. Uh, I love the orchestra. What can I say? I do. Being part of the LDN Philly Orc, as I uh, like to call it. You know, to stay young and down with the kids and all that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, proper bosh, as they, as they say in the uh, in the biz. But I'll tell you what, though. Them violinists, uh, they don't do much, do they? All they do is just sit there and fiddle around. Not on my watch. Oh, no. But I do appreciate old uh, Stenson on the triangle. Stenson, if you're listening, thanks for everything. <laughs> Tell you what, though, Al, I got to watch the uh, Royal Bermuda Philharmonic Orchestra the other day. Although halfway through the first symphony, though, the uh, the triangle player vanished. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to uh, listen to this kind of music when I was a kid. Mum said there was too much sax and violence. <laughs> <laughs> Someone tried to steal our instruments the other day, the cheeky sod. And when he got caught though, he tried to kill himself. He said he didn't have to um, he didn't have a safe hiding hiding place and couldn't handle the thought of being sent back to prison. Very good. <laughs> uh, uh, two old ladies watching us at a uh, charity gig at the gymnasium the other day. One said to the other, does she uh, know the piece we were playing? The other said, well, that sign over there says, <laughs> that sign over there says, 
Uh, it's the refrain from spitting. <laughs> I'll leave you with this. Uh, the sound from an orchestra on stage is designed to bounce around the auditorium walls to the surround the audience, you know? Yeah. The sound from a dove on stage does not do this. The reason is acoustics. Uh-huh. I must be off. I've got a gig later on at seven. And I need a wee. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. Right. Well, thanks, Stu. Uh, that's Stu's trip down the bag of nails. I will be going down next week. Uh, see who I meet. But now... It is time for Mike Weed's Top Tip. In each episode, Stu gives us a couple of tips from Mike Reed that he's found on a cassette. Stu, got two tips this week. I have. Here we go. And click. All right, lads. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yeah, I think it's been like the 50th episode I've done this now, so... All right, fair enough. Could be wrong. Haven't checked. That's what I'd say. Anyway, a couple of tips to get through life. He knows a job right now. Make funerals enjoyable by only going to the ones of the people you don't really like. <laughs> Good point, yeah. Tip two. A yellow baseball cap left in the freezer overnight makes a good temporary hard hat. You know, if you're a builder or something. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Temporary. Better don't wear it on a hot day. <laughs> well, there we go. That is episode sixty-three. Let's get through the uh, the little bit. Message. So, oh, let's just get through these bits first. Hold on. Yeah. So on the ne- well, next top right. three, Stu. The next top three is cartoon dogs. Dogs from movies, TV shows, cartoon dogs, comics. Cartoon dogs, please. Cartoon dogs. Um, and also on the naughty corner, we want your favourite single from the year 2000. You can get in contact with us, StuandAlpod at gmail.com or at StuandAlpod on Instagram and Twitter. Go on, let's do the email. Yeah. Uh, dear Stu and Al, long-time listener, first-time emailer. Hi, lads. Is it true that if you catch Bigfoot in the woods that let you keep it after you've had it amputated? <laughs> 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 Also, <laughs> also, Shirley Bassey is playing at the uh, guest house in Margate on the 5th. Do you want tickets? Keep in mind it's standing only. Your friend, Gav Margate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, again, I'll answer the second question first. Yes, please. We'd love to. And we'd only want standing tickets. We want to be boogieing along, don't we, yeah. Stu? And the first one, um, I think you do get to keep it. But you have to hand it into the police for 30 days and see if anybody else claims it. Ah. And then you get it. Yeah. I think that's how it works. Fair. Right. Yeah. So, Stu, I've got a game for you to end the podcast. I like making games up for you now. Um, Stu, I'm going to yeah, give, the... give, give you the name of the game. It's called the Partial Synopsis Game. Okay. So, okay. basically, what it is, Stu, is I've chosen five films and I've got the synopsis of those films from IMDb. And what I've done, done is I've taken out every other word. So I will read the synopsis <laughs> with every other word missing. So I'll start with I'll start with one that I think is probably the easiest. Are you ready? Yeah. Film number one. Pragmatic touring almost theme on Island Central is with uh, of after power causes Parks 
Dinosaurs Run. <laughs> Jurassic Park, I only got it because you put Jurassic and Dinosaurs in the Yeah, end. there's Dinosaurs Run. Really. Well done, sir. That is Jurassic Park. Uh, here's question two. Female returns a town, a tournament, being which enters and to her death. Could you repeat that one? Yes, it's a uh, female returns a town, a tournament, being which enters and to her death. Um, Battle Royale? Quick and the Dead. <laughs> die, though. No, but obviously it's missing out words, so it would have missed something out before her and, and death. Um, the, le- the third one's do. Aging of organized dynasty, post-war new city control, his empire, his youngest. Godfather. It is the Godfather. Well done. Um, number four. Ragtag of barricade in old to safe uh, of ghouls are the coast the states. Goonies. <laughs> uh, now it's Night of the Living Dead. And this one's dude, this is my favorite. When Killer unleashes on beach off Cod, Upper Sheriff, Marine, and Old to the Down. <laughs> uh, we need bigger jaws. Yes, it's jaws. Well done. So you got three still out of five. That's a good game, that, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. Do that one again. I'll do that. I might even bring that one back straight away next week. That needs to be a regular. Yeah, I do like that one. (laughs) Right, so uh, that is the end of episode 63. Thank you for listening along. And, uh, well, I suppose we'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye. Have we got any specials coming up, Al? Not that I know of. Maybe at some point. Goodbye. Bye.